Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Alias Secure AF podcast, the podcast about all things cybersecurity. I'm your host, Teddy Underkoffler. Today I am joined with Todd Wadels, technical writer here at Alias InfoSec. And say hello. Hello. <laughs> and today we're going to be talking about how to create a secure password and why it actually matters. Um, so it's pretty common for passwords to be leaked, for you to get a notification on Google or anything like that that says somebody tried to log into your account. Um, obviously, that can be pretty problematic, but would you like to go ahead and get started and talk a little bit about how it can be problematic? Sure. So the real problem is probably your password is going to be out there somewhere. A password that you have is probably going to be leaked somewhere. And that creates a problem not only because that password is out there, but for a lot of people, they use the same or similar passwords across multiple accounts. And that's human nature. It's easy. I don't want to remember a lot of things. Um, they therefore also tend to pick things that are easy to remember. And so a pet name, a family name, something. Um, and people think that if I add some numbers, that's mm. going to make it hard to guess. But the reality is most people pick also memorable patterns of numbers. Yeah. So when we um, go on an engagement, if we're able to get passwords, um, we'll see that even within a company, people will use the company name and the street address. Okay, that's going to be pretty easy for one of our guys to guess or for a password cracker to very easily get into. Mm -hmm. um, we see people who think that, you know, your maybe your website requires complexity. So you have to have numbers and special characters. Okay, well, if you have boomer123 exclamation mark, technically that's a complex password according to those guidelines. And it's going to be guessed in um, one of my, Robert Leisure, one of our engineers, does this pretty professionally and i think he said you know that could be cracked in like 3.5 seconds it's it's Jeez. going to be cracked that's just that easy even though the system says it's complex right because all the system knows is capital letters lowercase letters numbers mm -hmm. special characters it's not actually reading the password yeah um some do some will tell you that's a weak password so it might have some recognition but the reality is even if it says weak it's still going to accept it yeah, it meets their requirements. It meets so their requirements. Doesn't really matter, I guess, to them. Right. So how can you tell if your password has been leaked beyond just the heart-stopping email that says someone tried to log into your account? Right. And that heart-stopping email also could be phishing, so you also have to be careful because that could be a lie. Very true. But um, one of the things that uh, you can do is there are a lot of resources out there where um, organizations keep track of where passwords have been compromised and credentials have been leaked from, um, especially major companies like Dropbox, LinkedIn. You'll see on the news that those those get hacked, passwords get out. And so um, you can do things like check if any of my accounts been compromised, is my email address out there some, somewhere. It's hard to know exactly where, um, but you can do that. There are resources out there that cybersecurity firms use where we can actually go and find out if those are out there, what they are. And so that's one of the things that we'll do before an engagement is we'll do some research and say, are there leaked accounts and passwords? Mm -hmm. And um, we're not, we're, we're probably not getting the password for the company, but we are getting passwords. And again, people commonly use very, very similar things. So, okay, maybe they don't use that. They may also use that. Mm-hmm. 
And so one of the things that our engineers will do is use those as a starting place to try to get access. It's probably that, or it's probably something very, very close to that. And it it sounds like it's super easy for them to go and just look up for linked or leaked passwords, right? It's really not that difficult. No. And if we can do it, you can bet an attacker can do it because they can also just go buy lists. So on the dark web, you just say, I want this list of these leaked passwords from this source and then go after a company or go after individuals. And when you say from a source, do you mean like I could specifically request leak passwords from an individual company? If I said I wanted to try and get creds for Google, right? It's it's possible. Okay. Um, because one of the things a hacker would do is get those leaked passwords, compile them, and then put them out on the dark web for sale. So you can buy this for this amount of money and get these these leaked passwords. So this kinds of lead this kind of leads nicely into my next question, which was going to say you've mentioned a couple of times already where people repeat passwords. So automatically, even if your password isn't complex, it's already going to be better for you if you have a variety of different passwords. Yes, um, one of the things is having account segmentation, where part of that is. And for companies, this is really important, training your employees not to use their business email address for personal accounts. Because that's one of the things that we see when we look at perhaps leaked passwords is um, a business account used with something like myfitnesspal.com. Mm. Okay, probably better, unless that's for some reason a company account, to use your personal email, email address. Because now we have your email address associated with um, a password, most of the time a weak one. And so... Okay, we're going to take that and then go to your business account, your company account, and see if we can use that to get in. Um, so having having segmentation of business and personal accounts and then segmenting your password so you're not using the same thing over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And again, it, you, you may say, well, it's not the same, but it's close. Okay, well, you changed some numbers. You changed the capital letters. But if I find it once, the reality is an automatic password um, machine can spit variations of it so incredibly fast that what you thought was really inventive is actually going to be cracked very quickly. Interesting. Um, (laughs) And frightening. Yeah. I was going to say definitely a little bit terrifying. Um, So what are some of the most common passwords, right? You always hear about admin, admin, you know, one, two, three, four password, (laughs) which we do see. Um, It's really common for people to use, uh, like I said, company names if it's associated with a business. Um, Regional things are really common, like the the boomer one, two, three, exclamation mark. If you live in Oklahoma, one of the things that our engineers are going to do is put together lists that include things about OU and OSU. Because guess what? People are going to use those over and over and over again. Um, People will use movie titles. It's... Even when they try to be in, you know, inventive, they're trying to do something that's memorable. But the problem is, unless it is something that is memorable to you, mm-hmm. that is very, very particular to you, it's probably also going to be memorable to other people. Yeah, that that makes sense. Um, and then a lot of people, for their complexity, you have to have a special character. So we'll just throw an exclamation mark at the end. Yeah. Well, okay, that is a special character, but that's also the most common thing that people are going to do. So again, a password cracker is just going to mm-hmm. say, I'm going to run every 
permutation of this and add an exclamation mark at the end. I don't know. So if you think your password is boomer and it says whatever account you're trying to create says, no, you have to have a special character. You say, okay, well, boomer exclamation <laughs> mark. <laughs> they are complex. No Easy. one, no one will guess that. So then what are some different ways that we can actually make either complex passwords or better secure the passwords? Or what are some suggestions that you have for us? Um, I would say the the challenge is when, when people think, oh, I need a lot of, well, I need a complex password, and then I might need a lot of them. That sounds really daunting. What am I going to do with that? Oh, I know. I'll create a document that has all my passwords in it, which is great, but then somebody picks yeah. it and they have all your passwords. So one of the things that's really helpful is instead of thinking about a password, think about a passphrase. Mm-hmm. Um, because it it's something that's easy to create that's very complex, but also very memorable. And it's something that's easy to create that would be very particular to you that, that would actually be very difficult for someone to come come up with. So an example that I used, and I got this based on actually a, a web comic that, that first introduced me to this, is if you think about sort of a scene, so imagine a horse looking at a bar of soap with a worm coming out of it. That's very particular to you. Mm-hmm. That's not something that's going to be common. Um, it's really easy to remember. I have this strong mental image. Yeah. But if what I do is then I go in and I add letters and um, capital letters, numbers, and uh, special characters, it's 17 characters long. So mm-hmm. it, it more than meets any password guideline. Um, it is incredibly complex. And I read some estimates on that one, and it's it would take somewhere between 207 and 62 million years. Million years. <laughs> I'm guessing it's closer to the 207 years. But um, in any event, it's, it's just so complex, it's going to be very, very difficult to guess. And because it's so particular to you, it's not as, any, as though you have written down somewhere, you know, I had an event where I saw a horse looking at a bar of soap. Right. And it also means even if you have to change your password every 90 days or whatever is required, okay, you just come up with some other unique, very complicated image. But then when you go to enter that password, for you, it's not a problem. Oh, I just typed this in because I've got it. Mm-hmm. And so using a long passphrase can be a really effective way to, um, to have complexity that's not difficult to remember. Now, with the passphrases, it definitely hits on that character kind of requirement where you have to have, you know, eight characters, 12 characters. Well, the more characters you have, the more secure it's going to be. Right. Does the actual complexity of you change an O out for a zero or, you know, an I out for a one, does that actually make it harder to crack? Or is that just for, I guess, does it make it harder to crack for computers or is that more against like the human element? Um, it's definitely for the human element. Part of it is, are you consistent with, do you change every letter to a number? Well, that actually becomes a predictable pattern. Or mm-hmm. do you change some letters to numbers? Do you capitalize the start of every word? Or maybe do you capitalize a letter in the middle of a word? So that it's going to be um, something where as a computer is running those permutations, that's just going to be a less common permutation to run. Um, so the more that you can create variety like that, the more difficult it's going to be. But again, if it's based on a past phrase, instead of trying to remember everything, you just think, oh yeah, I remember I made this one change where in the middle of this word, I put an exclamation mark. So it's not the end. It's not the beginning. It's no place you'd predict, Mm -hmm. but I just did that. Well, for you, that's easy to remember Yeah. for someone to guess it'd be really difficult for a computer to just, they're not going to randomly put an exclamation mark at every point. And so um, that's going to be pretty secure. Very cool. 
Awesome. Um, well, is there anything else you wanted to add about password security that I didn't ask you? Um, yeah, I would say two things. One is um, for companies, it's really important that you train your staff. Um, you can't really necessarily, I don't know of a way you would, enforce password segment segmentation. You can't necessarily force people to not use their business account for personal reasons. You can train them on why that's really dangerous. Mm -hmm. And you can train them on um, why both for business and personal accounts, strong passwords are really, really important. Mm -hmm. And then for individuals, I would say, remember that your security is your responsibility. So um, every organization you have an account with should have strong policies. They should encrypt your credentials. They should do all of those things. They may or may not. And the reality is, even if they do, if you have a weak password and it and the and it's leaked in an encrypted form, somebody's going to figure it out. Yeah. And so take the responsibility for that. Um, we really recommend using password managers so that it takes the responsibility for remembering all those complex passwords, and you basically just have to remember one. So that's one really good way to protect yourself. Gotcha. Yeah. No, that makes perfect sense. I know. You know, we obviously do a lot of the training for a lot of clients, so we see pretty hands-on how much impact that can actually have for employees. Yeah. For business security, um, and then yeah, we use all sorts of password managers, things like that, so that way we don't have stacks of sticky notes right <laughs> laying Which is around. So and, secure. Right. <laughs> awesome. Well, if you have anything else to add. No, I think that's all. Perfect. Todd, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. You're welcome.